You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host, and want to start today with some Big 12 news, and we'll sort of tie it into TCU and what it means. So earlier today, Caleb Williams, a super talented uh, former five-star quarterback at Oklahoma, who took over about midway through the season for Spencer Rattler, who moved on to South Carolina now. But Caleb closed out the season. Um, he did a nice job. He wasn't. He didn't set the world on fire necessarily like um, some people thought he would in year one. Now, he did have a fantastic game against TCU. Unfortunately, a lot of people did against that defense last season. They put up 52 points, and he was really, really efficient and really good. But people were excited about seeing him in an OU uniform for the next couple of years. Of course, Lincoln Riley leaves, Brent Venables comes in, and there have been speculation as to what Williams might do. And today he announced that he was hitting the transfer portal. Now, in the statement that he released, Williams said that he was looking at his options, right? So this was not an official goodbye necessarily, that he was still considering staying in Oklahoma. He wanted to see what happened next, what the pitch was from other schools. I'm guessing there are going to be a lot of schools with uh, pitches related to name, image, and likeness. And the rumor, as of now, is that Georgia is sort of the front runner in the sweepstakes. Williams is a really talented QB. He showed some great flashes last year, came into the Texas game, and basically won that for OU. The list sort of goes on. Now, the reason that I think he's gone is because about three hours after he hit the portal, Dylan Gabriel, who has spent the last four seasons at Central Florida and has been a really good quarterback for UCF, uh, he was in the portal, and he had committed to UCLA. And tonight, or Monday night, since you're listening to this on Tuesday, he committed to Oklahoma. So Dylan Gabriel headed to OU from UCF, had a short cup of coffee with UCLA in between, and Caleb Williams officially in the portal. I think with Gabriel's announcement, it's safe to say that he is most likely not returning to Norman. Um, and Gabriel was a really productive quarterback, and he was most productive during his time with Jeff Levy, who's the new offensive coordinator at OU. He was at Old Miss uh, this past season. He spent some time in Central Florida. Gabriel in 2019 put up 360, uh, 3,000, excuse me, 653 passing yards, 29 touchdowns, seven picks. In 2020, similar numbers, over 3,500 yards, 32 touchdowns, four interceptions. Last season, derailed by injury, only 814 yards, still nine TDs and three picks. But anyway, Gabriel is super uh, talented and was very productive at UCF. So he'll step in there at OU. And I was was discussing this with some of the people that host uh, Big 12 shows across the network, like Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12, Linda Godfried from Locked On Pokes, John Williams from Locked On Sooners. And we were just talking about the situation, and I sort of made the joke, like, man, it must have been tough for OU fans to not have a quarterback for three hours because uh, the worst-case scenario, which was Williams leaving and you not having an heir apparent, sort of resolves itself quickly with 
Gabriel saying, hey, I'm going to end up coming to OU. But in the course of that conversation, Josh brought up something fascinating. He said, you know, Max Duggan is going to be one of the most experienced and best QBs in the league coming back this season. And I started to think on that. And I will say, I think this is a pivotal year for TCU in a lot of ways. But one thing that they could take advantage of is if they can get consistent quarterback play. And I know we've been saying this for five years. You might have immediately just turned off this podcast and said, hey, you could have done this podcast um, in any of the last few seasons. But you look around the league right now. OU, Dylan Gabriel coming in, did a really nice job at UCF. We'll see what he does in Norman. Uh, the team that won the conference, Baylor. Gary Bohanna, I think he's a good QB. I think he did a nice job in Jeff Grimes' offense. But in the second half of the season, he looked more pedestrian. I know part of that was that he was injured. But at times, you could get to him. And what that offense really thrived on was their running game. Uh, West Virginia, Jarrett Dagey at the transfer portal. They have an opening there. Texas, they have an opening there. Quinn Ewers is going to step in, super talented freshman. Um, you know, we'll see what he looks like in year one. Texas Tech, I think there'll be a competition. Donovan Smith did some nice things for them, but there's some uncertainty there. Oklahoma State with Spencer Sanders, we sort of know the book on him. He's just inconsistent. He did have a really nice Fiesta Bowl, and we'll see what he ends up doing. He's a redshirt junior. I don't know if he'll try to go to the league or what the situation will be for him, but if he comes back, then that's a lot of experience uh, for the Pokes to lean on. All that being said, you look across the league, Iowa State's losing Brock Purdy. Like, there is a ton of openings at this QB position. Now, Max would be a fourth-year starter at this point. Um, if they went in a direction with Chandler Morris, there's some uncertainty there, but he did show a lot of good things in that Baylor game. Or if they went with a transfer portal quarterback, then there's some uncertainty there, but you would assume that it would be somebody who has a pretty good resume. So my point is, there is a good chance for TCU to have one of the upper echelon QBs in the league if they can fit in and do well in a Sonny Dykes offense. Now, I honestly don't know. I mean, Sonny is not like throwing the ball 70 times a game, but he does like to push the ball down the field. He does like to throw it around the yard, and that has not been something that Max has excelled at. Uh, I have not personally seen enough of Chandler Morris to say, you know, I think this guy is um, the next great thing. Like, I've, I've, I see the talent, I see the moxie, I see the toughness. I like all those things. I just, I need to see more of it before I'm ready to proclaim him um, as one of the better QBs, you know, in the conference, obviously. But I just think this is a big opportunity for TCU. If they can solidify this position to be in a great spot, because the rest of the league, there's a lot of question marks at the QB spot. You know, this is not what we saw five, ten years ago where the league was run by quarterbacks. This is a totally different situation. So it's going to be uh, something to watch as we move forward. All right, we'll take a break here, and then we'll come back and close out the show. This is Locked on Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, back here on Locked On Horn Frog, some news and notes uh, to close out today's show. All signs continue to point towards uh, TCU and Baylor playing the Saturday men's basketball. Of course, TCU men 
have been dealing with uh, COVID protocols. That issue has been sort of um, the elephant in the room for them as of late. But looks like, hopefully looking back on the floor, obviously a tough situation getting back on the floor against the number one team in the country. But we'll see what they can do and, and how they can get back into shape and get back into shape quickly. I hope this team doesn't get derailed by this because as we've said like they're talented they've shown some promise they've shown some ability uh, i just want to make sure that they get their you know fair shake they get their best opportunity to accomplish their goals this season so we'll see what that looks like when they do eventually get on the floor and get back into action uh, on the transfer note now there's never been or excuse me there has not been any more movement so far in the transfer portal for TCU, spent a segment yesterday sort of talking about who's committed so far. Um, there's been some more cryptic tweets from the coaches that a commitment is coming. Uh, nothing official, though, yet, so still waiting to see who that might be that joins the fold. I will say one name that is uh, in discussions with TCU, apparently, or that has come up um, linked to TCU is Jared Wiley, who's a tight end out of Texas, and Jared played his high school ball at Temple. Uh, that was one of the high schools we covered at the station that he used to work at. He was teammates with Quentin Johnson. He was actually a quarterback his senior year, and him and Q uh, had some really good, had a really good season together, you know, connecting, and um, he got the ball to, to Quentin a lot that year uh, in Temple. He went on to Texas where he converted to the side end, and one thing about Jared is he's huge. I mean, he is just a massive human being at 6'7", 250 pounds, and I would venture to say he's got a little more weight on him than that, but he was not really used as a pass catcher last season in Steve Sarkeesian's offense. Only nine receptions for 67 yards, did get a couple touchdowns, is known sort of as a red zone threat. The year before that, nine receptions for 166 yards and one TD. Um, I'll tell you, though, this is not just some, like, huge lumbering essentially like a fullback out there. I mean, Jared is an athletic guy. I mentioned he played QB in high school. He used to run the ball a lot. He was a dual threat type of player. Um, so he can get out in the open field and make things happen. I think he would be a really intriguing addition if they could find a way to land him. Sonny Dykes trying and hoping to use that tight end, that inside receiver position, in a more dynamic way than we saw in the last few seasons in Fort Worth where they really didn't use those guys at all. But I think this would be a, another big-time addition if they could find a way to land him. He, along with Jackson Player, some sort of local guys, and if they're from the Central Texas area, could you find a way to get them um, in the fold? And, man, it's been a while. Like, I really can't think as long as I've been following TCU football of, of the great pass-catching tight ends. And as I said, Wiley's big, so there's also, you know, that ability for him to, to stay in and block, whether that's in pass protection or helping in the run game with that huge frame of his. He can open up some holes and some rushing lanes, um, you know, for whoever ends up being back in the backfield. Zach Evans, uh, still no word there. I would say don't hold your breath. Um, I, I think he's moving on. I don't know exactly where to. It feels like it's going to be somewhere in the SEC. Um, but, you know, Zach, I mean, it was, a, it was a risk in some ways, given his reputation and who he was coming out of high school. I, I'd say overall, 
it was successful from the standpoint of, you know, when he was on the field, he was super productive. And we saw that, whether that was against Cal this season, um, you know, Texas Tech, there were games where he looked like the best player on the field, but it just never worked out. And and the thing I want to know when and if Zach moves on, wherever that is, is I'm just super interested in what his workload ends up being. Because whether it was Zach taking himself out of games or if it was some sort of handshake deal or plan he had with the coaching staff, um, he was just not on the floor often. I mean, he he was not out there with the guys. He was kind of constantly coming in and out of the lineup. And it's so difficult to develop consistency when that's the case. So I don't know where he goes. I don't know if he'll be he'll, – or if he'll have – more incentive to be on the field uh, more consistently. Um, but I, I just, I want wherever he ends up, I want a full year of Zach Evans running the ball and getting, you know, 20 touches a game. And I don't know if that's what he wants. Maybe that's not. But um, I just, I think there's there's so much ability there that you could really unlock something special if that happened. And I was hoping and wishing it would be in a TCU uniform. I don't think that's the case anymore. Uh, but honestly, I'm not super concerned about the running back position. I mean, you're not you're not going to have the game changer like Evans, um, and that position is taking a pretty big hit with guys leaving and injuries in the last year. But I, I feel like you can add some depth behind Kendra Miller, and you're still going to be in a good situation. So we'll mon- we'll continue to monitor the transfer portal both guys leaving and uh, hopefully additions for TCU football in the coming weeks. We'll have more throughout the rest of the week on basketball and, of course, uh, the football team and what their next steps are. Uh, this is Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and, again, it's your team every day.